Okay, ni sambulu bunaka nturanke na marama na dharbo kenyelewa. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another podcast of Everyday Fijians. My name is Michael Cruz Landry and I'm your host today, which is proudly brought to you by Fiji History Instagram and Facebook page, showcasing the past, present and future. So in saying that as well, I just want to take this time as well to greet all our listeners, uh, to those that are following, to those that have subscribed, to those that are liking, that have liked this podcast, I just want to say a big binaka bakalewa. But in saying that as well, I just want to take this time as well to greet all our listeners literally around the world, wherever you may be, whether it be in Fiji, New Zealand, in Europe, in uh, yeah, um, Asia, or wherever the case may be, I just want to say Mbula. But in saying that, in saying that today, I know we, last night we had a, we had one guest host, well it was last night, and but uh, thankfully enough we have another, uh, another guest today. Um, this gentleman I've known since back in 2004 or three or so. Uh, he's played, you know, he's played rugby league with some, with some of the league's greats. Mm-hmm. So, but but right now he is he's actively, you know, he's actively involved in the church and also not only on top of that as well, he's involved with his uh, work as a youth worker. Yeah. yeah. So without further ado, I want to welcome to the Everyday Fijian uh, Fijians podcast. Mr. Sam Renima. Sam, yeah, welcome. Thank you, man. He's a bull of a knocker, bro. Sam. So, Sam, is that your what? Is that your full name or uh, what? What is your full full name? Sam Samuela Tuinabua Renima. Wow. All right. Yeah. Awesome. So, in saying that, Sam, where do you come from? Where do your parents um, originally hail from in the islands of Fiji? Uh, my dad's from uh, Namuka in Nekelo. Ah, Tai Levu. Yeah, Levu, bro. Yeah, push Tai Levu. Yeah, push Tai Levu. Yeah. Yep, yep. And my mom's from uh, Noroi in Moala. Ah, yeah, man. nice, nice, nice. She grew up, man. She uh, she done a lot of her growing up later on in Nandi there. So. Yep. All right, cool, bro. So in saying that, Sam, um, you know, since you've you know you've, you've said your full name, but Rainima, that is a word, that is a name that when I think isn't, I believe your fight, old man was a uh, was a boxer. Yeah, he was a boxer back in the seventies. Early eighties. Yep, 80s, yep. Um, yep. He fought under the name Tucana Marcos. Oh boy. Tucana Marcos, yeah man. So it was uh uh I think they couldn't say his name. So Api Maleki Renima they couldn't say so they're like, Oh he Tucana Marcos. <laughs> Everyone called him Tucana, so Yeah. Alright, cool, bro. Yeah man, so But saying that Sam we're gonna go you know, we're gonna go straight into your upbringing. Yeah. What was your upbringing like for you? Um, were you born here? Were you born in Australia? Were you born in Fiji? Um, you know, what was it like for you being raised in a Fijian household? Uh, it was awesome, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was born here. I was born here. Um, my Fijian, I can't really speak fluent Fijian. I understand it, but it's it's interesting that. I couldn't speak English until I was like four years old, five years old. Okay. Because um, I was just my parents would always speak to me in Fijian and yep. they would speak my dad's dialect. I could only understand and speak my dad's dialect. Yep, yep. And uh, when I went to school, <clears throat> when I went to school, the teacher said to my parents, oh, you know, he's gonna, he can't speak English. He's, you gotta teach, you gotta um, teach him how to speak English. Otherwise he's gonna um, repeat a few mm. years. And my parents kind of panicked and yep. started talking to me in English and kind of, and then never stopped. Yeah, yeah. And I lost the Fijian. Bruh, that, yeah. you know, that's how you said that. I was the same lines along that I had to repeat kindergarten. Yeah. Because my, my English vernacular wasn't strong. Yeah. Because my parents here would speak Fijian and I would get mixed up 
with the vocabulary. Yeah. And it ended up for me repeating kindergarten. So instead of, you know, I would have graduated in 06, but I graduated in 07 due yeah. to the repeating kindergarten. Yeah. But also on top of that, Sam, did you have any siblings or were you, were you the I have, no, no, no. I have one um, younger brother, Isoa. Okay. He's, uh, he is 33. He'd be 33 now. And my older sister, Sarah, is oh. uh, 48. Wow! Yeah, she's ten years old. Okay, so. cool. What was it like in the household? You know, like being in a in a Fijian household. Was it you know, was it sort of laid back or was it like real? There was like disciplinary rules. You know, the, for example, for your dad, grand, you know, your dad being a boxer, Ooh, the, you yeah. know, the rules and the discipline that he had in boxing. Did he sort of apply it in the household as well? Oh uh, yeah, he did. You know, my my um. You know, they, they've done the best they could in this environment. It's a totally different environment. Australia is a totally different environment to Fiji. So, mm. um, you know, there was I was always, you know, I was a good kid up until high school. Okay. Yeah, until I, uh, you know, I kind of hung around the wrong people and, you know, made some poor choices. And uh, I was... Uh, I was disciplined the Fijian way by my father, <laughs> which, uh, like uh, my brother, he said that uh, I'm a youth worker, so I would probably be in care if I, uh, if uh, if facts and found out what uh, how I was disciplined. <laughs> you know, you cannot smack kids. Uh, no, you can't. Yeah, not these days. These days, and uh, I got a smacking a little bit more than that. You know, yep. me and my brothers. But yep. you know what? It shaped the person who I am today. Yep, yep. Um, I, I, I see it firsthand. I see, I work with kids who haven't had that discipline in their life and, and they have behavioral issues, there's no boundaries and these, you know. So I've never, I've, you know, obviously there's a fine line between mm. um, discipline and abuse. Yep. But as long as it's good, strong, hard discipline, mm. I've never seen someone be like, that was disciplined, you know, within reason i've never heard them say oh man i regret that mm. you know what i mean um no one's ever said that you know yeah, so, I've, seen, yeah I've really heard that as well and just as you pointed out you know, there's a difference between you know there's a fine line between discipline and abuse yeah you know something you know, of discipline you know when you discipline you know for example i was like if i was to put him from my, my view um you know you know what when i was a young kid you know, I remember trying to put my hand on the hot plate and the next yeah. minute, boom, yeah. I got a smack from my mom and said, don't do that ever again. And in a way, it sort of helped me because as I was just about to touch it, I could feel the heat intensify. Yeah, sure. And my mom, you know, my mom in a way smacking my hand was a warning sign, mm. you know, okay, don't do this again. And it's amazing how you said abuse because sometimes, you know, discipline, unfortunately with some parents, they turn discipline into it can be turned into an abuse mm. in such as a way that they go overboard with it yeah of course you know like i mean unfortunately that sort of sort of discipline i've heard in the news that it's turned into um cases where the child has died yeah, yeah especially sure. when it comes involved with step parents yeah i still remember i think it was in oatley so to those that don't live in australia oatley is around it's in the south 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 uh, southern area of new south wales so one i remember one one that was a baby i think it was a girl that she got her legs was, were heavily bruised oh, wow. but then the, the stepdad said oh she fell off a scooter but then when docs when doc saw it yeah. now this can't be a result of falling yeah. off a scooter this has to be something else behind it the next thing the the, the girl the mother then she had to empty you know um empty the empty the vault say oh no you know he was heavily yeah she was heavily abused 
you know, constant smackings and hidings. Mm. Um, but yeah, bro, it's, yeah, it's just amazing how you shared that. But from a Fijian view as well, you know, especially when it came to discipline, it was not just the hand. Mm. Like I was sharing with Hezron last night, you know, it was the arsenal. Oh, there was yeah. the weapons of mass destruction from Ireland. Yes. You know, with well, a bit of sasa broom. It was. Uh, what can I? What, <laughs> yeah, what can I? Get? What can I get to close fastest? Yes. Whatever they can get, you, you hope that they were next to it, like a feather brush. Yes. <laughs> and like on, yeah. top, on top of that as well, you know, when that occurred, it's like you know, you know the, you know, it's like hearing, you know, how can I say, the sort of, um, you know, those funeral funeral songs, yeah, you know, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the end of the, you know. But yeah, like back now we can laugh at it, but yeah. back then being in that household, it's like you know with with non Islanders, you know, you hear them, you hear when the parents say, okay, go to your room. And sit down and think of what you've done. Mm. But I was an islander. Don't not go to your yeah. room. Grab me something. All right, guys. Time out. Yeah, time okay, out. I'm counting to three. Well, I'm like, man, it wouldn't even get to one, bro. Yeah, and I just get a flip flop over my head. Oh, bro. <laughs> you know? that, uh, bro. But it's funny, you know. You look back at it, and you're like, yeah, yeah. And I appreciate it, though. You know, yeah. I appreciate. It's. I'd rather that than the absent father or absent yeah. mother. You know, true, bro. That was. True. Um, you know, shaped me today you know so how about when it came to okay how about when in the primary school just he said in regards you know you're on the verge of repeating but your parents you know changed their speaking techniques of speaking english how about when it came to say for example lunch what was lunch like for you you know was it your normal sandwiches or pop you know poppers or so oh uh, yeah i was pretty i was pretty uh western when it came to that stuff yeah okay i think um yeah i didn't have like roti and curry and I didn't have chop suey cassava and, and dalo at, at, uh, for lunch, you know. But, yeah. Um, but, you know, I definitely got all that stuff when I got home, that's for sure. Oh, for yeah. dinner <laughs> yep. and for all that stuff. Just about, yeah. It, it was a pretty normal, I guess, a, a Western, you know. My school experience was uh, just, I guess, an Australian, Aussie, Western experience. Yeah. Yep. But uh, my dad always made a point... Um, that uh, he'd always tell me, you know, even though I was born here, even though I uh, couldn't speak, you know, the language fluently, he'd always tell me, you're Fijian first. Mm. Before you show, always, he'd drill that into me. Always, 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 you're Fijian first, you're Fijian first, you know. And, and um, you know, I, 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 uh, I, I appreciate my upbringing, bro. Sure, awesome, yeah. awesome. And also on top of that, you know, just as you said, you know, you're Fijian first. In a way, did it sort of, you know, your father was saying, you know, never forget your identity. Yeah, always. Never, never forget always. where you come from. As much as we live in a society where, you know, we've got nice, nice home, you know, nice homes, a nice unit. But it's a way, look, never forget, you know, like, you know, for, especially for your parents or our parents that came from the islands. Yeah. And, there's, and you know, coming to a land such as Australia. And it's, it's, it's wonderful how your father brought, brought forth it. Never forget your identity. Oh, man. He never did, forget your Fijians. He drilled it, man. He drilled it into me. And I... I'm hearing stories from about my um, my niece in Fiji now. She's only young. She's you know early primary school, and um, both her parents Fijian speak Fijian, but she struggles to speak Fijian because of you know sometimes school kind of policy, you know, mm. uh, and that breaks my heart, bro. Because because um, in a way we could we could lose the. The Fijian vernacular, the yeah. Language. Well, the f number one thing, if you like, if you look throughout history, the, the number one thing when, when, um, in order to, 
go about uh, taking the steps to destroy a culture one of the first things you eradicate is language thank you and you just confirmed it because i remember reading in a book i was called the history of the 20th century i've said this so many times on the podcast is that by the turn of the 20th century was that one them many languages became extinct mm. because they weren't brought down or also when colonials came mm. it was like english had to be spoken mm. classic example is the movie remember like in shonen in regards to shonen picture was rapid preference mm. you remember seeing when the three girls went to the uh, were stolen mm. and then they went to the school and they tried to speak in their language and mm. then the and then the teacher said no speaking in must speak English mm. as a paraphrase, and it's it's mm. it, and in a way because especially as far as studies have shown as well, when you speak a second language, it makes your view, it, it, how can I say, not your probably your view or your intellect increases more, yeah, yeah because yeah. you've got you've got two two sets of vocabulary that you can lean on, yeah, whether it be English or Fijian or whether it be English or French, yeah. like if you, like I remember hearing like people in Finland, yeah, or one of the Scandin Scandinavian states, Finland or so. They they can speak up to five languages. Mm, you know, mm. Finnish will be like Finnish, English, French, or one of those European languages. Yeah. And it's just amazing. But no, it's, it's a good point that you brought forth that that your niece, you know, being born and raised yeah, in Fiji, bro. but cannot speak the Fijian vernacular. And of course, they may say the Fijian slangs or the Fijian, mm. you know, say or so and all these yeah, things. It's, it's like no, you gotta, you know. That was my that was my parents' biggest regret. Mm. The fact that they listened to those teachers tell mm. them that you know they. Um, I remember my kids. I got two kids, two yep. teenagers. So I, Lodge and Linny. I remember when. Shout out to them as shout a, out to them. Shout out yeah. to Sam's kids. So Linny and what? Elijah. 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 Yeah. All right. Awesome. So um, hopefully I, they'll be hearing this podcast. Yeah. Please, kids, listen to your father's podcast. <laughs> they um. I remember we, t we were taking them to uh, this lady was teaching Fijian classes. She was giving Fijian lessons. Oh, true. Speak like, yeah, and her granddaughter could speak four languages. So her daughter, her granddaughter, could speak Fijian, Tongan, Samoan, and, and Maori. Ah, oh, bro. She was really she was like a sponge. It was it was funny because the the grandmother would share stories that she would mix up the languages when she would talk. It's just just being young. And, but she couldn't speak English And the same thing happened She went to school And the teacher said to her Oh um, She's slow She can't speak English mm. You have to teach her How to speak English And she said She turned around To the teachers and said She can speak four languages She's not slow You're the teacher It's your job To teach her English You know And, and so she left it To the teachers To teach her English yep. And she's, she's fine now But but that's like my, my, when, my, when my parents Kind of heard that They were like Man we should have done that too mm. You know Because the language Was so important so you know even though i couldn't speak it they they tried their hardest to to do as much as they could you know and i i i personally like uh learned how to cook all the fijian dishes because you know my parents aren't going to be around forever mm. and and that's a big part of our culture mm. and i always wanted that in my household mm. when my kids can mm. you know well, at least my daughter can kind of cook some of this stuff too mm. you, know, <laughs> now, you know what i mean so yeah. like you know if, uh, try to hold on to as much of it as we can yep, you know? yep. if we can't speak the language at least hold on to the you know traditions the yeah the lifestyles, yeah. lifestyles the, yeah so cooking food, you know yeah you know part of it you know, like of course, you know, kokonda and chop oh, chop suey. Stop it! You know, oh, yeah, oh, my gosh, yeah, I'm it's getting hungry now. Anyway, insane, yeah. insane as well, bro. Yeah. Um, you know, in regards to that, in in regards to you know your upbringing, so 
um, you know, primary school, you know, saying, you know, didn't bring forth, you know, those big, you know, those Fijian food to yeah, yeah, school, yeah. but he had it after school. How about when it came to, you know, high school? What was it like, you know, going into, you know, the time of, you know, being a teenager, especially in the 90s? <sighs> high school, um... Oh man, my, my parents, they worked hard, you know, they sent me to good schools, um, yep. it was just me. Oh sorry, before, before what was your primary school you went to? I went to school, St. Pius in Enmore. Oh, uh, shout out to St. Pius in Enmore? Yeah, still going right. strong. Yep. And then um, high school, I from year 7 to year 10, I went to St. Mary's Cathedral in the city. Wow. Yeah, before I played up and then uh, yep. I wasn't uh, back in year 11. Yep. And then I went to Casme College in Maryville. Bro, okay, cool. Yeah. Shout out to all those colleges there. Yeah, so. They're good schools, man. They were good schools. Yeah, and there's and private schools, eh? Yeah, private schools. Oh, you right. know, like I said, my and my parents sent my younger brother to Waverley College, man. So Waverley College, yeah. just that's based in Bondi. It's, yeah, um, yeah. But it's amazing with Waverley, then in regards to their um, their in regards to ranking economically, they they regard as the cheapest. The, what do you mean? So cheapest GPS. So, yeah, so yeah, cheaper, like, yeah, yeah, cheapest yeah, for to enroll per yeah. person in. Still expensive, but still, but still yeah, expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. some <laughs> of those other schools are like, yeah. like tens of thousands per term. And I still, and I remember like with your private schools, bro, you would be rocking with the Blazers. Yeah, exactly. You're getting your own personal exactly, customized yeah. coach. Yeah. While us government school people, we catch it. Oh, yeah, all. well, you know what, my, my dad kind of broke, you know, my dad kind of, you know, many times, many, many times. He was gone before we woke up and he'd come home after we'd fall asleep. You know what I mean? Mm. He worked out. My dad did. Yeah. You know, that's one thing that he, my dad, um, he done. Me, my mum and my dad worked hard. That's mm. it, man. Yeah, so. Because <coughs> um, in the way you see that they wanted the best for, for you guys. They oh, wanted yeah, to make man. sure that. And I probably, and I kind of regret a little bit not, not um, appreciating that as much as I should mm. have. You know, like, you know, you know, my testimony, I was always playing up and stuff. So, um, yeah, but they, they, they busted their chops, man. My mum was so good. She had to leave school when she was eight, uh, in year eight. Wow. You know, because she uh, had to go to work and look after her her family and, and and when she when she moved here you know with her limited uh, education she she brought my my brother uh, her brother my uncle um, my auntie over you know put them through school wow. like she worked you know she just oh she was really good with, um, with the finances and stuff so like you know there was yeah. and it just shows the hard work ethic you uh, know yeah, especially yeah. when they came you know like you know what we're in the you know, we're in a good country, you know, the minimum wage here compared to Fiji is far oh, more greater. Yeah. Like even even today now, like uh, for those living in Fiji, you may, you may correct me if I'm wrong, um, you know, it's probably around what, $3 or so, $2 or so, mm -hmm. the minimum wage. Mm -hmm. As in here in Australia, I think the minimum wage is around 15 or 13 Yeah. $13. So when you look at the comparisons, yeah. it's like it's something, yeah, it's something else. But oh. even talking about work, um, I've just seen in Facebook, uh, in regards to the Vuvale partnership between Australia and New Zealand, 178 workers. Congratulations to those 178 workers that are coming to Australia to uh, live to work. And it um, it just shows, uh, you know, Fijians giving that opportunity to work, but also from a diplomatic diplomatic point of uh, view, it's sort of trying to rig, you know, strengthen the partnership between Australia and Fiji. Uh, man, their work ethic is phenomenal, especially in the in the agricultural yes. um, industry you know they good, good of hands eh? yeah my my old man you know there'll be there'll be times where my lot we had a 
fairly decent sized backyard, front mm. yard. And my lawnmower might not be working and that. My dad's like, hey, why don't you cut the grass? I'm like, the lawnmower's not working. Yeah. And he'll go there and he'll cut the whole thing with a machete, bro. Wow. And it would be so level as if it was cut. I'm like, yeah, dad, I didn't grow up on a farm. I didn't. <laughs> you know, but the the work ethic was just phenomenal. Talking about, talking about work ethic, because I remember, so back in Prima, my old company, so there was a lot of Fijians coming through the ranks, like, coming through like, yeah, last year. And the first group of Fijians to start were in around September-ish mm. last year. And, and I remember, um, you know, just doing my everyday routine work. And then my, one of my supervisors, the supervisors came and said, Oh, Michael, I said, where did you, know, where, where did you get these Fijians from? Mm. You know, they, I haven't seen them. I haven't seen a, a work rate like this, mm. you know, a work rate like this, like never. Mm. You know, because what we, there was legs. And we had to do like, so they had to do, it's like, I think 10 rooms, mm. 10 rooms they have to do. Oh, so 10 or 7, yeah, 10 rooms. So 10 rooms is like 20 trees, mm. 20 or 30, uh, no, 20, no, 20 trees equals one room. So 20 trees, 20 rows of trees, that's one room. So they had to do 10 rooms. Oh. So they started late. They started around, so they started around, so instead of starting 7, they started around 10. Wow. They started late. But by 2.30, they, they had finished. Wow. And that was like, those people said, man, I haven't seen a group of these people work so fast. Yeah, they work hard, man. But then, you know what happened the next day? What? Most of them took the day off. I took the day off. <laughs> yeah, but now it's just, sometimes it can be a blessing and a curse because yeah, the work, work yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, I just take a day off, eh? Hey, well, you know? that, it's, 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 yeah, like you said, it's a blessing and a curse. When they work, they work hard, but yeah. then they're that laid back all of them. Yes, yes. You know, um, so yeah, man, but okay, no, that's awesome, bro. But then we're gonna go into sports now, yeah. You know, you play, of course, with all Fijian sports, whether it be any sports, rugby or rugby mm. league, netball, basketball. But I believe you're in, you're more of a rugby league person, eh? Yeah, yeah, man, I love my league, bro. Yeah, it's uh, it's um, it's you know, not, not only the physical side of things, but also the um the social side of things you know and i think that's a lot of kids are missing out on that today so yeah really you know um yeah sports teach you a lot of things you know how to how to deal with adversity how to deal with losses mm. how to work in a team environment yep. you know how to um you know how to uh, uh you know how to act uh, you know in with victory and success to yes. be humble and yeah. How to take a loss and all that sort of stuff. There's there's other aspects of sport. You know. But in saying that, Sam, what made you want to get in rugby league? You know, with oh. Fijians, most of it's rugby union. You know, but uh, what what made you want to get into league? Yeah, it was actually when um, man, I was like a late bloomer, man. It wasn't until I was like ten, eleven, yeah, yeah. before uh, before rugby league was in on the radar. Just from someone at school who started talking about. Um, you know, potentially going to play for his team, Uncle Scotts. Hmm. Um, Shout out to Uncle yeah, Scotts. Yeah, and um, great club, man. And uh, so I didn't know too much about it. So I was just okay. I started. Uh, I was originally a Canberra supporter when I first started watching the game because of no one. <laughs> it was no one on Drew. No matter cool yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, um, his manager was. Uh, his, it was at that time was my uncle. Yeah, I didn't know it at the time. So oh yeah. Say, yeah, and. Uh, I, I went to his house once, man, like when I was, like not long after that, like in, I was that 90s, 91 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, this is your uncle? 
No, to do no one drinking. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Just, um, we went with my uncle and yeah. my dad, and just they drank kava and that, you know. But um, but I was like, yeah, that was my first experience with the rugby league, you know, superstar. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, to us anyway, you know, the first Fijian flyer in 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 league or you know that was really popular at my time anyway. So that's you know I really looked up to that early nineties Raiders team. Yeah, oh, bro, that was uh, yeah, you're, you're talking about that was more well, that was a gun team. You're yeah, all under the, under the salary cap, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ricky Stewart, Bradley Clyde. Oh man, um, at one time Glenn Lazarus, Glenn Lazarus, Mel Meninga, Mel Meninga Bailey, oh, Gary Belcher. Brett bro. Mullins, Ken Nagus, Ruben Wiki, Quinton Pongia, yes. David Ferner, bro. bro, all the crazy, crazy. That was man. some team, and then Lomax, coach, and coached by the legendary Tim Sheens. Tim Sheens, man. So, yeah, so that that, yeah, that team, uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, it was a good team to. And not only forgetting yeah. that with that Camerata team, um, don't forgetting, I believe it was in '89 or so. Uh, Billy Ake was part of the. Yeah, Billy Ake. Yeah. Oh well, man, Tim Sheens has uh, produced a lot of. Uh, quality coaches, yes. man, you know, that have come out of Canberra, yep. like Bennett, Sheens, you know, yeah, like you said, Billy It's just something else. But on top of that, when you played, Sam, I remember seeing in your Facebook page, you made South Sydney, eh? Yeah. And I remember seeing you going through your team list, and there were some names that popped up, and some bro, you played like some, you know, you're talking about Braith and Esther, one, that, one name that just went, mm. so what? Braith yeah, and Esther. Um, some other notable league players as well, eh? Yeah, I played with Nathan Merritt. Yep. You know, um, yeah, I played against some quality players too. And yeah, I had, um, I actually, once I learned, because I was a big boy growing up, right? mm. like big for my age. Oh, okay, okay. But when I first started playing, man, I might as well, I was probably like, I might as well have gone out there with the tutu and ballerina shoes because I was soft as, you know what I mean? Like, I just didn't, I didn't understand the rules. I loved the game. I was doing it more like because. I wanted to be part of a group, yeah. friends, make new friends, but I didn't know anything. For the first two years, bro, I was pretty, especially the first year, bro, I was like bananas, bro. I was like, I might as well be in the water boy. I was just <laughs> making up the numbers. Didn't know, didn't know anything, man. I oh. hardly made tackles. I hardly ran the ball. I didn't know when to run. Yep. I remember my dad used to always say, because I was always playing like second row. Yeah, yeah. And he'd say, he'd try to explain to me, you stand out wide. So, you know, like... You stand off the first receiver. You play a bit of. You play out wide. But when he said play out wide, I remember every time they'd pack a scrum, I'd be in the centers because yeah. I thought, oh, I'd just stay out wide, like yeah. wide, wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they used to always be caught. Sam, what did that? I'd hold the game up every all the time they'd hold a scrum because they'd have to wait for me to run over there to pack into the second row because I thought my dad said, oh, stand wide. Yep. I was like in the centers. I was yeah. like, I'm wide. But, you know, but then when I started to, like, yeah, man, it was embarrassing, bro. <laughs> yeah. all, all I can hear, man, one thing about being Fijian Islanders, man, is you hear your parents yell. Yes, my yes. Dad, what are you doing? Run, tackle, on the yes, sidelines. And yes. I'd be so embarrassed, man. My dad would be so vocal. He'd get so frustrated. But then when I started to learn the game, yep. um, you know, I, 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 I became all right. I made, you know, um, it's pretty crazy when you think of, like, just from the short time of learning the game. Mm. Made Harry Matt, made SG Ball, got called up to play flag when I was like so at that time I was under nineteen, so I got called up to play while I was still sixteen, man. Wow. Yeah, with Braith. But wait, uh, what was it like playing you know, you know, alongside Braith and Nasta? Oh, it was good, man. He was he was always the prize boy in, in that like they always were grooming him for first grade and I often think like 
you know, when I got caught up with him, I had an opportunity there, but I just like, I didn't, I didn't feel, I felt uh, out of place in that team. Mm. Like a lot older guys, you know, I probably didn't give it enough time, but I didn't like, like I just like walked away. I said, Uh I'd rather play with the boys playing park footy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I came back to play flag the next year, but at the same time, I was like, I don't know, man. I didn't have that. Um, is I didn't I didn't have that that drive, you know. Just put your head down, professionalism. I didn't have that. I thought football was all about um, uh, playing with your friends, and it had to be fun. Yeah, yeah. That. You know what I mean? Like, and um, I, I think my dad didn't really understand. I didn't have a manager at the time. It probably might have been different if I got a manager to kind of mentor me in that area. My dad didn't really understand because he was a boxer, which is a individual sport. Mm. You know what I mean? So. It's just, you know, um, uh, training by yourself is like a normal thing, you know, mm-hmm. but this is a team sport, so it's, it, the dynamics is different, Yeah, you know, so, um, yeah, so it was it was interesting, you know, to see, it's really good to see, like, Braith kind of kick on, well, it's amazing. and stuff. And yeah, it's, but it, I remember with Braith, I remember, unfortunately, there were many times that, uh, according to Big League, he was given the most overrated player, yeah, by yeah, the, yeah, pole, yeah, the polls yeah, and that. Yeah. But still, he was a good player, man. You know? Well, he was. They did give him a lot of raps earlier on. I think that he didn't like. They shouldn't have put on him like the next Brad Fittler. Mm. Like Brad Fittler was one of my idols growing up. You know, like Brad Fittler had a, you know, his game. Like Braith was great. But Brad Fittler, man, like he had a crazy step. You know, yeah, he's just this, you know. But but Braith was is a great player, man. He was always a, like a, a, a great player mm. coming through. Because I not only played with him at South, but we played a lot of junior footy against each other. He was a Maribor Lions junior, you know. So I was always played against him, playing against him in semis and grand finals and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, he, he, I, I feel like he got, you know. When they say overrated, I think it's was their fault because mm. they rated him that. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that like he's you know they're um they're the ones that said he's the next Brad Fiddler, and then they say he's overrated. It's like well, you and, put that on him. And it's amazing, you know, you know, with Brad Fiddler, but it's someone like Nathan Merritt, you know, like he was oh. he was judged, you know, he was too small and that. But you know, look, Man. I think he's the he's the most tri- tri- scores for South. Yeah, try score yeah, for South. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the and he he represented. Uh, New South Wales, he had a game there. Yeah. With the, we yeah. played a couple of teams. We won a grand final together in the junior grades with Nathan. Man, he scored three tries in our grand final, and he was playing like three years up, bro. Wow. He always played. He always we always played against each other at junior level, but he was younger, so he always played up. Mm. He always played above his age, mm. and I think that helped with his development. <laughs> Man, that's something else. And also during that time as well, um, you know, you saw the likes of Norman Drucco, but also. Um, in the late nineties or so, with you playing Joseph Blake, there was other Fijians. They may have not been big as Norman Drucker, but you saw that you know they were cracking the NRL, such as the, you know James Langiloa, yeah, James, um, Aseri, yeah, James. Uh, I think it was Aseri. I forgot his last name, but he played for Western Suburbs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so yeah, and yeah. Colin Saukoro played yeah. as part of the '96 squad of the Dragons. Yeah. So it was shown that you know other Fijians. Were, were I remember of, James. I remember James vividly, you know, growing up, you know, because mm. he was. Um, not only scored good, but he used to do all right at the nines too. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Coca Cola nines. Back yes. Then. I mean, didn't he? Didn't he outpace Danny? Um, not Danny Badiris. Um, what's his name? The fullback, fullback for the Knights back then. Uh, Robbie Davis. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He he ran around Robbie Davis yeah, at one yeah, time, yeah, eh? Yeah, yeah. But oh, I, he was good, man. He was good. He's, but all, he's, he's a funny character, man. Yes. Um, shout out to James Langlois, yeah, especially with his breaking news uh, on Facebook. What's the breaking news? So every time, every time of the game or that. 
he was put down breaking news. Oh, okay. You know, uh, Fiji been stripped of points because of too many players on the field. So he tries that to try and G up the people. Yeah, sure. I think, oh, is this true? Is this true? That's <laughs> but that's him, that's man. him. But on top of that as well, you know, he played for Souths. But, you know, when I think about the Souths, um, especially in the late 90s, one thing comes to mind when you guys, when the club was kicked out of the NRL. Mm. What was it like for you on, you know, that particular day? Oh, it was interesting, bro. I think I was, I was in Eshibor. Mm. So, and that was the year I was playing Eshibor. We got caught up to Souths. Yep. I got caught up to Fake, sorry. Mm. So that was, it was uncertainty, man. It was because obviously everyone's there has an ambition to make first grade and that's the pathway. You come through the grades, you mm. know. But then, um, and then to hear that, yeah, it's almost like, uh, what do we do now? And that's when I think, that's when Nath went to Cronulla, Braith went to the Doggies. Yep. You know, a lot of us split off. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But uh, when you guys gained, when you guys went back in, was it a sort of a moment of, you know, a sort of moment of revelation for, you know, for you, for you especially, being this former, you know, being a South Junior back then? Yeah, well, it was good just to be back in the comp, but, you know, it was, we were still getting smashed. Like, 50-0, oh, yeah, yeah, we were all getting smashed every week. 50-0, 68 so. nil, and I remember, you know, like, when there was the bye, it was like, you guys would be celebrating. Yeah. Because, yes, two points. <laughs> two points. like, yeah, we're back in the comp, yeah. and like, oh, what did we come back in for? <laughs> but, but look where we are today. Yeah, so, yeah, but it's amazing because, I mean, it wasn't until pro 06 or 07, or oh five, the the first major signing that you got was Esatasi. Yeah, he changed the game. And then from then, you guys made the you guys made the finals in the oh seven. Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, and then from there you just yeah, progressed yeah, 07, and progressed, yeah. and it all worked out in twenty fourteen by yeah. finally winning your twenty first premiership. Yeah, man. But you know what was the most amazing thing? Who lifted up the trophy was John Sutton. Yeah, bro. You know, we would have been played for Fiji Bati, but didn't come yeah. to pass. But yeah. you know, look. If, a returnman, you know, a returnman, a return born of Fiji and here, you know. Yeah, and I think Fiji he just held on to that dream of playing yeah. for um, New South Wales. And yeah, true. That was his, because he's pretty, he's a Maroubra junior, so. Yep. Yeah, I just remember in the early days in those 90s and the early 2000s, South was always considered the club that people go to retire. Like, we'd oh. always pay, uh, always pay overs for players that were past their prime we'd always oh, yeah. to try to attract because no one wanted to come south classic example is brian fletcher yeah man <laughs> like we pay brian fletcher you know oh man who else would we pay for like chris walker yep um you know we pay for all these players at the end of their careers because we couldn't attract anyone no one wanted to come so we're going to smash every week but then like you said roy asatasi was the first one after um i'm pretty sure that's after uh Russell Crowe took over. Yeah, he just... Yeah. I believe that's when the company was privatised. Yeah, yeah, it was privatised. And mm. I know there was a lot of um, disagreements within the circles. Yes, yeah, especially... Love, um, who was the one who led the fight and he, he left? George Piggins. Yeah, yeah that George was a Piggins big... was uh, Braith's uncle. Oh, wow. Yeah, they were actually... That's his uncle. And, um, yeah, there was, and there was a fall in that between Piggins and, and the board. Yeah, he never watched another South game until they made the grand final in wow. 2014, yeah. So he was... Um, uh, he, he took it personally But to be honest bro Where South was If Russell Crowe Didn't take over mm. uh, We wouldn't have Attracted Asatasi We definitely Wouldn't have Attracted Sam Burgess Or, or G.I. Mm. Do you know what I mean So that That changed it Roy Asatasi Was the first Player We signed In their prime 
and he was the number one prop at the time. Yes, I remember. That was the first time we'd ever signed the number one in any position. And and also on top of that, Shane Richardson, he was, yeah, was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. He was the CEO of the Panthers. I remember. Yeah. And he and that's when Panthers just Panthers just won their grand final. Yeah. And then he was going to to wrap the Rapidos to fix things up yeah, and look yeah, where yeah. it is now. Yeah, man. Especially as a club, um, yeah. you know, it's got a huge following. Oh yeah, man. You know, it's got a huge. He's taking the brand, and Russell Crowe's taking the brand. Um, overseas. Yes, yeah. I remember even on a talk show, he, you know, he he said that he was comparing, you know, they call um, Russell Crowe was calling GI the LeBron James of rugby yeah, league. Yeah, That's a big yeah, call. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. a very big call, and I hope where GI is right now that he's recuperating and especially you know with retirement and you know the yeah, well being, yeah, yeah. so on and so forth. But not until that in 2014, uh, don't forget Api Koroisau and yeah, Lotte, they were in the grand final day. They're on the yeah, grand final man. team. So two Fijians. No, sorry, three Fijians. Yeah, man. Were in the team they won it. So it was an awesome, awesome thing. I and always thought, uh, I think big things, you know, rate Apisai big time, bro. He's... Uh yeah, that's the thing too. I thought he was, I thought he was up there with making this year's origin squad, but... Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I think they may... Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be so comfortable with Cook's position next year. That's all I can say. Mm. You know, yeah, he's got. His especially good. if they're going to build a future around Nathan Cleary. Yeah, they may consider. He's the, looking the, over, that yeah. combination. Cook will be Cleary looking over his shoulder. Yeah, be. Cook will be looking over his shoulder. Yeah, but, but apart from that, Brad, now that's awesome. You shared your rugby league experience. Now, how about you know for for yourself as a Fijian, especially now in the twenty first century. Yeah. I um, mean, when you look back in the nineties. You, know, you just you know you put that you, you shared forth on the, how your parents worked hard yeah and you now for you, you now being a single dad has that in a way for you being like now in the 21st century seeing their ethics as the saying goes actions speak louder than words yeah. does it any way for you to be you know have that ethic as well working hard for you for Lenny and um yeah and yeah, for yeah. Elatia? yeah yeah well yeah even so much so it's like you know I've got a you know being a single father mm. um it's you know, I gotta kind of make up, make up the gap there. You know, yep. like almost like two wages. So, mm. so yeah, you know, try to, you know, I, I thank God that, you know, through that, um, my kids have they witnessed that as well themselves. Mm. They see, you know, they do good at school. They both got scholarships, bro. Oh, yeah, awesome, till, man. You know, um, until the end of year twelve, they've had that for the last five years. Which I'm. So which high school do they go to? Casmi, Casmi. Oh, they Kazmi. To, Yeah, they go to the same school as I went Oh, to, bro. Yeah. Continuing the legacy, eh? Yeah, well, that school's changed a lot since I uh, since I was there. There's yeah. uh, not as many islanders there, you know, because a lot of the islanders are moving out oh, like, okay. from the city. Yep. So um, there's less trouble. Well, if you put it that way, all right, awesome. Yeah, we were the troublemakers. That's awesome to hear, bro. And it's amazing when you... You know, it's always I always you know find it uh, very awesome to see when Fijians get scholarships, yeah, yeah GPS yeah. or independent schools, yeah. because shows forth you know they've given they're given that opportunity to be a part of a system that is you know that is very you know well looked after. Like no no disrespect to our government schools, I came out of government, but like you know sometimes when I like when I went to Newington to play a game of rugby. And I saw the the facilities, oh, even man, the it's unbelievable even the ground. They had a they had an electronic scoreboard. Oh, man. And bro, we don't even have a scoreboard at Endeavor. Yeah, it's another world, bro. Yeah, GPS schools another world. Bro. Yeah, it's like bro, this is something else. Yeah, and to you know to Fijians or Islanders, they get a scholarship. Look, probably from uh, my advice, just grab it, man. Yeah, because nothing like that will come ever again, no. especially in your 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 long your young life. Yeah, especially in college. But no, that's awesome to hear, bro. But look, we're gonna do we're gonna do two scenarios here now, Sam. Sure. So one is called um, 
what I'm gonna call this. I'm gonna call this the Fijian Master Chef. So we've got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So it's all based on Fijian cuisine. Fijian cuisine. This is the first scenario. So what would you have for breakfast? What is the one first Fijian food you'd have for breakfast? Ooh. Something I haven't had in a while. Um for breakfast. Uh I probably would do rice wakalolo. Oh, yeah, some oh man. Be very nice. man, some something sweet, huh? Yeah, really nice for breakfast. Man, okay, all right, all right. We're gonna go lunch. <laughs> We're gonna go lunch. Um, lunch. Uh, oh, man, I have some lunch. Well, what can I do for lunch? Lunch. I'm trying to think of something that's very. What's what's a Fijian version of lunch? Because lunch, there's no such thing. It's just like whatever you eat for dinner is like. <laughs> I don't know. Probably do. Uh, oh man! If okay, in a perfect world. Okay, in a perfect world. I'll yep. probably just eat some uh, some nice pork that's been cooked oh, in the love oven. Oh yeah, just for like cassava and dalo. I'm a cassava person, oh, bro. Oh yeah, yeah I, I prefer bro. cassava. And you put the lemon over the pork. Oh yes, please. Oh, bro, yes, stop it! Yes. Stop it! Stop it. Yeah. Give it a bit of polisamu. Oh, stop it, right. Polisamu, yeah. just coconut, with the, just with the coconut cream or coconut cream and meat? Maybe coconut cream and the combi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Bro, that's something else, yeah. bro. That's, that's, that's a heavy lunch. I think you'll be sleeping for And then probably a little bowl of coconut. Okay, that's it. Okay, that's it. That's it. Shut the door. Okay, bro, you'll be sleeping through dinner, uh, man. Yeah, you'll be, yeah. it's like, this is it. Wake up the next day. No, I'll have a sleep and then I wake up for dinner. <laughs> All right. What'll be for dinner? Uh, I can't go past a good roti and curry, oh, man. Yeah. What sort of curry? Curry chicken, beef curry? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a lamb. Ah, uh, boneless? No, I actually like it with the bone. Oh, okay, alright. I like it with the bone. But I'll go boneless <laughs> or beef. I do beef. Nice, if nice. You cook a goat curry, why not? Nice, bro. This is bro. Bro, we're starting to get hungry. Eh? Yeah, man. <laughs> let's do, let's move on. Let's let's try and get rid of these taste buds. Alright, yeah. next scenario. It's called Man Rushmore. This is the Man Rushmore scenario. Yeah. So um, five, you've got five, five. So you got Jeff, Jeff, the architect next year. So Jeff, you're gonna to tell Jeff which five, which five figures, Fijian, whether it be Fijian, non-Fijian figures, you'll put on your Man Rushmore. Oh. Five Fijians, I will put on my Man Rushmore. Oh man! Can be non-Fijian as well. Can put a mixture. Five Fijians. Hmm, that's an interesting. One. Well, it's a shame that I don't understand the kind of political history of Fiji as well as I should. You know, because hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of figures that have been instrumental to Fiji. You know, um, in in terms of the development and the growth in Fiji. Mm. So obviously my world is usually around sports. Yeah, so yeah, that's it. Yeah, so it can be sporting figures. Yeah, <sighs> sporting figures. The Mount Rushmores. Petro Sivanasiva. Oh, of course, Petro Sivanasiva. Yeah, Sivanasiva. They can't go past. You know, he's a workhorse. His work rate is just something else. Um, you know, over 300 games, he was part of the dynasty, yes. Unfortunately, yeah, uh, yeah, the eight in a row here in the IIEPPI for the past eight years, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was part of that, but also played for Australia. But also, he um, 
He played for Fiji in the 2013 Rugby World Cup. Yeah, yeah. And also, he was, I believe he was part of the coaching staff in 2017 because there's that iconic photo of him, Kevin, and uh, Wunikeve. They're hugging each other after they beat, uh, defeated New Zealand. Mm. So it's amazing. And just about, uh, uh, just about sorry, the Australian pronunciation, Petro, um, uh, there's the, you know, the um, SEN1170, mm. SEN Radio. Yeah. I was just listening to this morning. Um, they were saying that with Daniel Saifiti, mm. they were saying that his work rate, his, you know, the way he runs the ball up, especially during Origin and his normal games, they were saying, you know, he could be the next Petro. Petro, yeah. And that's a big call. Very, very, very similar. Yeah. Very similar. Pet Petro was uh, a bit more of, uh, like, a bit more solid in terms of, like, you couldn't move him. Yeah. No, you couldn't move. You couldn't come with him, though. It's like, yeah, you just take the ball up. And, yeah. Because I, I haven't seen, I've rarely seen, of all the games I've watched, I've rarely seen Petro get smashed. No. Rarely. It's mm. rare. It's rare, yeah. you know. I've seen Shane Webke get smashed by, yeah, yeah, by yeah, Richard yeah, Velasanti, yeah. but not, yeah. not Petro. Yeah. And oh, bro, this is the funny thing as well about um, Petro. I don't know. Do you remember Monty Beetham from Warriors? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember you to hit him and he break his arm? Yeah, <laughs> I remember. Oh, bro, yeah, yeah. me. I was watching it's me like, and man, Dad. He's got a hard head. Me and yeah, me and Dad were just laughing. He tried to come up. With yeah, bro. He because yeah, he tried to whack him, and yeah. then when he whacked him, next thing you could see Monty Beetham holding his arm. Yeah, and it was like it was just like real dangly. So, bro, he must have a hard head. Is that any any like? Um, Lancer Hire kind of put a shot on uh, Petro once, but I don't really see those as shots because they hit him while both feet are off the ground. Yeah, that's not really a shot. No. Like any, you could, I could hit, you know, Mike Tyson while he's both both feet off the ground. He'll fall. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, next minute, he's, he's not standing. And the playing. next thing, you better start getting out of the ring. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen, I see players. They're good shots. They look good, but I don't really yeah. see them as like. Like both feet off the ground. Like, True. Yeah, okay. All right. So number one is uh, Petro. Okay. Number two. <sighs> number two. Uh, oh, probably. I guess you know it might not be that po a popular choice. Like not many people might know of him, but to me he was a big inspiration. It was I'd have to say good old James Pickering, man. You know, oh, bro, the legend. Yeah, man. The He's goat. A beast, bro. You know, I, I remember listening to his podcast on Village to the World. Yeah. Um, just him sharing his stories and how, you know, what he went through because he he was at the verge of playing for New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that he was, um, you know, becoming the first Fijian to be a, you know, to be a to be a fan yeah. to play for the Kiwis. But unfortunately, I believe there was a falling out between the coach and administration. They said, "Oh, you'll never play, you'll never play for New Zealand again," or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But he yeah. went on to play for, I believe, in England. Yeah. And then you know he, you know, he just. He just kept, you know, he played it, but also he sort of, he sort of, um, broke, you know, broke from the norms of, you know, boys playing union. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Of course there was, you know, and that led forth to non and all that. But not only forgetting, do you remember the, the Tonga brothers? Yeah. Apisai Ninosi Tonga. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they'll, you know, they sort of, I, I don't know if they've forgotten, but at times we must remember, hey, these People two, forget, yeah, 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 these two yeah. came to St. George. Yeah. You know, what, uh, you know, after, after the 11, yeah. never before, never again. Yeah. And they sort of, you know, but I yeah, James. I see their highlights, man. I want to see Oh, uh, well, well, there was not much of Ninosi. Yeah. But with Apisai Tonga, there was some highlights, bro. Yeah, he was a band. Yeah. You know, the way I could compare him is like, um, Probably William Kikau. I don't know. You know, he's just a bomb stormer, you know. With Apisani. It's unfortunately he died young from a yeah, poisoning yeah, of coral. Yeah. But no, no, um yeah, no James, man. James I was, Pickering. Uh, I was very fortunate enough to go to uh 
England with him and he was our coach when we went in 2008 yep. with the Fiji, Australian Fiji inside. So learnt a lot of him. They inducted him into the Hall of Fame there Good. for the team, Workington Town. Yeah. And uh, just sitting there watching his highlights of that. He car- he took them from the, I think it was, a, uh, they were in the second division. Yep. Uh, he pretty much took them to the first division. Yep. And then the year after that, into Super League. Wow. You know, just just on the back of his performances. And also on top of that, it just shows with, um, with James Pickering, you know, um, that, like hearing his stories, you know, that, you know, what he went through, you know. Um, especially he tried to I think he tried to crack it in Australia but he went back to New Zealand yeah he played for doggies he played for roosters yeah um, he had a I think he, I'm, I'm not too sure I could be wrong so sorry James if you're listening but um, if he always had issues with his forearm ah uh, so okay with the puppy padding on it alright not sure how, if it was fragile or not but uh, yeah so he's definitely be up there. I just I respect it. I respect okay, it cool man. Shout out to James Pickering. Yeah. All right. So number this two. Okay, go three more. Okay, three. You'd have to have the two. I believe is the greatest winger ever in any sport. Yep. Is Rupeni there? Ah, uh, have to be. Bruh. He's. I still remember watching as a fourteen-year-old. You, poor course, you've been older. Watching the Super Rugby, Super Rugby matches. Every time he got the ball, it was like, bro, he can't. He can't do it. Nick Minnett is just boom. He just, yeah, man. Just like, the, it was like, if I was like, for me, it's like he's standing and all of a sudden, psh, yeah. it was like, just, it was like a man, it was like watching the bullet just go. I think the closest thing to him in terms of the way he moves a little bit is, would, would be Semi. Yes. Yes, you're right. He because kind of maneuvers around the He field. maneuvers and like, especially when he sidestepped. Yeah. It's like he moves, like yeah. he's, he just moves the in immersion. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was just, and that was the thing with Penny and like, I've never seen anything like that where no. he he can change direction in yeah. a way. It's not a step. Yeah, it's just it's he just, just a, he moves off the yeah. foot, but he doesn't lose speed. It's yeah, crazy. it was just, it was just so crazy, and I still remember watching those matches. And you know, he could have been the one of the all time. He could have been, you know, the all time and all time all time best. You know, even you know, unfortunately, do what do what happened to him with his lifestyle, mm. as he shared with Dan Daniel Leo. Yeah. But um, yeah, just with um Repenny, man, he could have yeah. And it's, and he and he even admitted himself, you know, the money he had, you know, he gave it all, he gave it all away, and now he's back in the village, mm. you know, it was like poor financing, you know. But no, repenting the other, yeah, man, he he was gone, he was gone, he was, especially when it came to playing rugby away, yeah. bro, just passes to repent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, cool, that's three. All right, got two more. Uh, I would have to say, oh my gosh, um, all right. This is just a, I probably could do like uh, multiple Mount Rushmore's for like spiritual figures and stuff like that. You know, what I mean? like, yeah. I just I just make it interesting. With yeah, um, I'll just throw good old Noah up there. Noah, Noah and Drew, you know, got me in there. The Matakula Express. Yes, man, the Fijian flyer. The man. Fijian flyer. You know. Every time he got the ball, bro, you know, yeah. it was like something. You know, <laughs> the funny thing about Noah, still remember my dad sharing that. Uh, you know, with his English, it wasn't that good, you know. Yeah. So, one time he tried to get an interview, and instead of him being interviewed, he pushed, he got Laurie Daly pushed in front of Yeah, the yeah, yeah. I think I remember something. <laughs> yeah. Because he couldn't do that. His English wasn't that good. His English wasn't good, and it was just something else. Um, yeah. But, especially when you see, you know, even today, um, do you remember, unfortunately, he's serving a prison sentence, uh, Aminoni Nasila Silla of the Fiji Sevens? Yeah, yeah. So, what happened was he got player of the tournament in the Singapore Sevens, or one of the legs. 
So the commentator goes up to him, oh, congratulations, Aminoni. How does it feel to win this trophy? And how does it feel that, you know, you've done so well for your country? And then his reply was, okay, thank you. Yeah. So it was like, oh, bro. It's like, yeah, okay, I know Australia's best. But at yeah. the same time, it's like, bro, I think there should have been an interpreter with him. Yeah, so man. he can understand what was being said. Well, nowadays, it's good to see a lot of um, the Fijians, like Semi, and that they've, their kind of communication skills have improved. Yes. Oh, yes. It's just the, the, classic, the classic example was um, the, the, uh, the Maddie John show. Yeah. So they tried to interview Semi. Yeah. So they put the thing on. He had his mic on. Yeah. Heidi, Nathan Heimash. So to those that do not know, so... Rugby league, so Nathan Hindmarsh is a former Paramount player. So he goes, oh, goes, so Nathan Hindmarsh goes, oh, Sammy, how how is your game today? What do you think of it? Ah, uh, yeah, it was good, mate. And then, well, how do you think you were going overall? Um, I'm, uh, I was okay. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it was just like, <laughs> it was just like one word sentences. Yeah. And it was just awkward because, you know, he didn't he didn't say a sentence. You know, it was just one word, and that was it. So he was trying to spark a conversation, but still, Sammy just replied. You know, it was like you, it was like a typical Fijian, you know, when they yeah, try to yeah, talk, yeah. you know. But it was just something else. But um, yeah, he's grown so much. Man. Yeah, but no, um, we've um, we've Noah, yeah, you know, like especially who can forget in the you know the Hong Kong Sevens, mm. you know, when Thomas Ivama passed, I believe Nonan Druk was in that team, mm. and you know threw the legs and just started yeah galloping Thomas Ivama. But that's 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 number four. That's um, no, Nonan Druk. All right, your fifth and fifth last one. one. I probably I, you know what I probably put my dad up there. You know, he yes. was a big inspiration to me growing up. Yep. Being a boxer. Yep. I've got this album. I've got a uh, album at home with all newspaper clippings. And, oh, wow. You know, he, 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 he was a decent boxer, man. Yeah. Like, you know, he went to South Korea, Philip. Yeah. Did. Yeah, he fought in the same Thriller Manila. Um, he, he fought in the same arena as. Uh, Not the Muhammad Ali fight. Yeah. You're talking about Thriller in Manila. Yeah, he fought. Ali versus um, Frazier. Yeah. He didn't fight in that same card. Like, um, he fought in the same arena. Oh, okay. All right, cool, you know cool. I mean? But against, still, that's something else, yeah, man. Yeah, nah, man. So I used to really look up to my dad. Growing up, you know, I looked up to him. But in a way, I'm um, in a way, Sam. Did you um, did you want to be like your father? Did you, did you want to be a boxer or was it? Like I tried. I tried a boxing, bro. I was just like, he was tough, man. He trained me, bro, and I just. I couldn't walk for days, you know, after. But I tell you, I should have stuck at it. I just went, oh, I'm going to play football. <laughs> team sport. Because yeah, it, takes, sport, it, takes yeah. a diff- it takes a special kind of there's no I mindset. In te- yeah. There's no I in team. Yeah, but yeah. there's an I in win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I did I did think about um, taking up boxing, but I just I, I was drawn more to rugby league. Yeah. But, yeah, man, I looked up to my dad. It's funny. Uh, I also, I remember once, you know Costa Zoo? Yes. Costa Zoo? Yes. Costa Zoo's trainer. Right, he's Johnny Lewis, yep. very famous boxing trainer. Yeah, I remember one time, bro. I was um, we were having lunch in Newtown with my family. I think it was for my daughter's birthday, and Johnny Lewis was walking past. Right, so yep. I, I was like, oh, like he was just standing in front, like waiting for the restaurant we were at. Yeah, I was like, oh, dad, didn't you know that is uh, that's Johnny Lewis? He trained Costa Zoo, this and that. Yeah, I was like, oh, look, I, I want to take a photo. I said, oh, excuse me, uh, Johnny, oh, I'm a big fan, you know. He said, all right, if I take a photo, and he and he looked, and he's like, is that Tukana? And I went, what? Oh, bro. I went, what? Yeah. He goes, yeah, is that, is that Tukana, man? He's like, I'm like, yeah, that's my dad. He goes, oh. And then I was like, dad, that come? And he's like, oh, man, yeah, um, I know your dad from back in the day when he used to box. I named my son after him. No way. I love the name, yeah. Oh, bro. And I was like, Johnny Lewis, just... <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, my dad's really humble. He he didn't he doesn't like talk much about it, but you know he was he grew up 
he grew up boxing in a very corrupt um, era where promoters were managers mm. and they were looking after their own interests and all that sort so of stuff. So he also was in the same uh, arena. Was it was it the Sunni Avama or those boxers? What's his? Uh... Uh, oh, I can't remember the the names of all the boxers yeah. back then. Like, On the Tiva, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The, you know, they never would fight each other. You oh, know, okay. And they all. Um, that was a. Uh, I really believe with all my heart, man. Uh, Fijians would make amazing boxers, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. It's died out a little bit since yeah. the 80s, but yeah. if they, I often talk to my dad about going back to Fiji and doing mm. workshops and. Do you think? Do you, in my view, the division they'll be most going to be around middleweight, welterweight. Do you think? Um, I think they'd make great boxers in any way. Yeah, bro, to be honest, bro. Well, of Bo- course, yeah. No, um, yeah, of course. Sorry to interrupt. No, no. Uh, Kalavati Mihan. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah We're yeah. heavyweight. Uh, yeah. He, I remember Don King was the promoter. Oh, he's probably someone I should have put on that Mount Rushmore, actually. And also, his son, yeah, I believe, was playing for the Roosters. Yeah, he's playing for the Roosters. He's boxing now. Um, oh, okay. Oh, he's gone back into boxing now? Yeah, he's going back to boxing, I oh, think. Good, good. I'm pretty sure he was. Oh, well, he might be juggling both, but... Yeah. Uh, Willie, Willie Meehan. Yeah, yeah, man. I should have put Colin Meehan. Yeah, he would have been... Yeah, so... I think of a boxer. There was boxers. I was like... Yeah, anyway. yeah. yeah, but they were all good, bro. All yeah, goods. man. Uh, but he's yeah. saying that as we come war, as we've got four minutes left on this podcast... What is um in, in in summary in wrapping this up? What is one thing you see that how you know that how you are more blessed than your parents than they were back in the day? Uh, how we're more blessed? Um, like you, we're yeah. blessed in resources. Yep. We've got a lot of resources available to us in in form of education and and technology, which can also be a curse. Mm. Is uh, having access to all these things, you know? And yes. With technology, with social media, with yep. all these things that. Uh, you know, uh, kids have to deal with things that my parents didn't have to deal with. You know, mm. and um, yeah, yeah so. I, I, I remember back in the our forms on social media was playing outside or or the closest thing to social media was in, in the midnight. It was PlayStation or yeah, Game Boy. Yeah, 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 that yeah. was social media. Yeah. So yeah, man. So, technology has, I think, uh, many ways has enriched society, but in many ways has actually um, taken a few steps backwards. So true, bro. True. No man, no, bro. That's that's awesome, bro. But no, once Sam, want thank you once again for thanks for having me on, coming bro. on this uh, the, the Everyday Fijians yeah, podcast man. season season two. Episode so when this three. blows up, bro, and this gets massive, bro, and we'll be like, oh yeah, man, this guy was one of the early ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it, bro. That's it. Good, so bro. taking this, yeah, taking it podcast by podcast, episode that's by it, episode. Man. That's it, brother. But yeah, man, just insane. Sam, want thank you once again. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing your stories in everyday Fijian, you know, especially living here in Australia. Yeah. But also thank you for, you know, imparting words, you know, that, that people may, uh, Fijians may be listening around the world. Yeah. So to those that are listening, once again, thank you for uh, tuning in. Thank you for listening. I do hope that um, what you've heard or what you've heard uh, today is in a way to show forth, hey, you're not alone in regards to an everyday Fijian. Mm-hmm. So once again, thank you once again, Sam. And to those that listen, have a safe day, have a safe weekend, have a safe, have a safe time until we return again for episode three. And in saying that, take care, have a safe one, enjoy your day. Till then, ni samwa